Well, hello and thank you for joining me on episode five of A Life in Music with me, Russell Scott. It's been a fantastic few weeks and uh, over the past few weeks since I launched the video blog, I've been inundated with great feedback and messages from people. Um, and indeed last week, um, the questions that came through, uh, through from YouTube and also direct to me through the website at www.russellscottentertainment.com, questions about the vocal warm-up, which, uh, which is what I, I presented in the last episode episode. And warm-ups are very, very important and, and I've had lots of, uh, of artists and lots of teachers contacting me uh, not only with uh, with words of, of, of support, but asking some questions of uh, from my experience. And I'm only too pleased to share those. That's what I'm here for. Just remember, I'm here for you. I'm here for the performers. I'm here for people out there that want to be their very best. And whether that be acting, singing, dancing, or presenting on stage, performance is what I specialize in. And I'm here to help you do that with tips and tricks and technique and vocal know-how and based on my knowledge and experience over the last 35 years of performing on stage and producing and and MDing various um, professional productions. So this week I'm going to be talking about diet, uh, what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat, and I'm also going to be talking about audition rep, and that's really important and it's a subject that, that comes up so much uh, in my life of people asking about vocal rep, what should you do, what shouldn't you do, and that's what we're going to be focusing on today. If you do have any questions at any time, you just need to visit the website at www.russellscottentertainment.com, fill in the form, Put in your questions and I will come back to you as soon as I can. Well, it's been a very busy time of late, um, particularly preparing for a show that I'm producing uh, in London this coming Saturday on the 30th of April. That's tomorrow, actually. Wow, that's come around quick. Uh, it's called Two of a Kind. It's with uh, my wife, Denise Medley-Scott, uh, and myself, and two special guests, Jack Malin and the lovely Helena Blackman, who uh, some of you may remember as coming off of the Maria programme, the Sound of Music programme uh, the BBC did some years ago. It's a fantastic show and it's based on uh, celebrating the amazing work of musical theatre writing duos. So people like uh, Rodgers and Hart, Rodgers and Hammerstein, Lerner and Lowe, Bublin and Schoenberg, uh, Kander and Ebb. Um, and, and it brings it up right up today. The Gershwins, Shaman and Whitman. Uh, it's, it's celebrating uh, 30 songs, 30 plus songs in this show. It should be a really fantastic um, show. Uh, and we've been really looking forward to that. I've been rehearsing all week, so I'm quite tired. Uh, having to play uh, play for a two-hour show and rehearsing every day, and um, along with everything else I do, uh, takes it out of you. <laughs> and I've had rehearsals all week for choirs and stuff, so it's been a busy old time. Plus, I'm off to New York in a couple of weeks, which is very exciting. Um, and I hope to see some shows out there and have some relaxation time with my wife as well. But um, Perhaps you never know, finding something new, something to bring back the, that um, maybe I'll want to produce. But I've had uh, a number of interests over the last few weeks about musicals to produce, um, some new musicals, and I'm quite passionate about bringing in some uh, some new materials. So watch this space, because I'm hoping to uh, work on, on something along those lines too. I've also been looking at um, some other much more well-known works that haven't been done for a long time, um, perhaps doing them in a, in a, in a concert environment, um, which is uh, what, what I've been doing uh, for the last few years, putting on concert performances of various um, shows and productions. So um, just just watch this space. There's some, some exciting times to come and things that I'll um, sure show you and, um, and share with you as, uh, as time goes on. 
Right, so this episode is about audition rep. Now that's a big subject. What should you sing? What shouldn't you sing? How should you prepare it? How much of it should you sing? Should I sing from the show? Shouldn't I sing for the show? What should I do? Well, the first thing is, don't try to be too clever. I have auditioned so many people over the years that just try to be a little bit too clever by bringing in some music that's very obscure, that nobody knows, something new. There's nothing wrong with doing new work. There's nothing wrong with doing music, new music, of course. It's something that we, we should uh, nurture and, and encourage. But if you're too clever with your music, one, it could be unknown to the pianist and they may struggle with it you don't know, you never know how good or bad that, uh, that accompanist may be at an audition. Thankfully, most of them are very, very good and very talented, but sometimes they can't play things and it's, uh, it's tricky and it's embarrassing for them and it's awkward for you because you won't be able to deliver your best. But more importantly, if you try to be too clever and the people on the panel kind of see through that and don't get it, uh, not getting your audition, it's going to dampen your, your chances of, of success through that audition. So don't try to be too clever with it. And unless specified, um, the, the, first, the first audition is really kind of irrelevant. They just want to hear you at your best. And when I say irrelevant, I, I don't mean that the audition itself is not important. I mean, what you sing is irrelevant. Because, um, you know, I, there's, there's, there are producers out there that, that say, well, look, just sing anything. Just sing, sing a Disney piece, um, sing a kid's song, uh, sing happy birthday. It doesn't matter what it is. They just want to hear you. So you need to choose something that's going to really show off your voice. You want to show off your range, but you really want to show off expression. You need to understand the song that you're singing about. And unless you really understand it, you're not going to deliver the song. So pick something that's relevant to you, that you feel very strongly about, and that you can connect with yourself. It's very important that you connect with the song. And find something that's going to really show you off. Now, singing the loudest, longest notes in the world don't make you a great singer, despite what sometimes uh, is shown on TV where you know they, they, they start singing or they suddenly sing people start singing a big note and the audience go wild well it's a little bit superficial because it's not about singing the highest note it's not about singing the longest note it's you know you can sing the most delicate song the most beautiful song and not be the greatest singer in the world and produce an amazing performance. And you've got to, you know, you have to look at people like Judy Dench, for example, with her rendition of Send in the Clowns. Now she herself will claim she's not a great singer, but my goodness, can she act? And she is the most phenomenal person at putting expression across. So when she, you know, check check it out. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have already seen it, but that, that, that song, Send in the Clowns from A Little Night Music is the most stunning song but it's so delicate, it's so um, serene, and yet it has so much emotion and so much feeling, and you can really deliver a great performance from doing that. So don't try to be clever in thinking, I'm gonna give the biggest performance I possibly can, I'm going to sing the loudest song with the biggest notes, it doesn't have to be that. It is good to choose something where they you can go on a journey with it, so that you go from something very delicate to a, to a you know big climax big loud section perhaps and you could have one with a big ending of course but it doesn't have to be that you need to choose something that's absolutely right and choosing repertoire is 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 difficult but for me i prefer hearing something that i recognize that's the first thing because i can engage with it i will understand the song 
without having to think about it because I've known it for a long time. And so it's, for me, I prefer hearing something a little bit run, more run of the mill, but that doesn't mean that you should sing the songs that have been, you know, done to death. I mean, the, the stuff from, that we all love from Les Mis, for example, has been done so many times. Um, stuff from, you know, things like When I Look at You from Scarlet Pimpernel. Um, some of these songs have been done so many times that you kind of, when, when somebody walks in the door and you hear it, you think, oh, here we go again. Um, there are some great songs out there. I mean, things like, you know, for a tenor, if you're looking at something like Lost in the Wilderness, um, fantastic song. It's been done so many times because it's a great showcase for a tenor. And we kind of think, uh oh, here we go again, another Lost in the Wilderness. But actually, sometimes it pays off to do it. But you should only deliver those songs if you can absolutely nail them. Don't choose an On My Own or a Lost in the Wilderness or something like that um, when you can sing something else better. If you think you can absolutely nail that song, not be concerned about perhaps how high it goes or how fast it is or how difficult the words are. If you think you can absolutely nail it, then do it, but otherwise leave it alone and choose something else that's that's just just much more relevant. And you need to choose something relevant to what you're going for. Now, obviously, if you're auditioning for a theatre school, for example, unless they specify what they're looking for, you need you you could choose anything that shows off your voice. But if you're going for a specific musical, let's say you went for an audition for Les Mis, um, you're not going to sing something from Les Mis. You know, it's it's generally not the done thing to sing something from the show that you're you're auditioning for unless they've asked you to do it and you should choose something that's perhaps in the same style as that musical but not necessarily from that musical you want to you want to choose something that's relevant something that's um expressive something that shows your best performance off but that you you don't want to sort of give it all away in 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 one go you want them to want more you want them to say have you got a second song or um come back, I want to hear you again, you know, you want to show something off. But normally in the second audition, it's the second audition where they'll ask you to sing from the show. So in the first audition, you want to choose something that's perhaps in the same style, the same or the same era, or something that's going to show off, you know, if you're going for a Mamma Mia audition or something, you want to show something a bit more poppy. It doesn't necessarily have to be a musical theatre song. You could choose a pop song, but choose something that's relevant in a similar style so that the producers and the MDs can actually hear what you will sound like in, in, the, kind of, in the kind of roles that, that they're perhaps thinking about um, putting you up for. Um, so think about that um i'm i'm very open to be contacted if anybody would like some information or some help or assistance and support in choosing repertoire um you've only got to again go to my website at www.russellscottentertainment.com and by all means um, i'll help you or get in touch uh via the youtube channel uh, and comment on there and I'll, I'll try and feedback through there but you'll also see uh, see this uh, the, the video blog and indeed the podcast around so um, you can comment and get in touch um, through through any of those means so that's really about it on audition rep for today we'll talk about more of those sort of elements later on in the series but the only other thing I'd like to say is when you're preparing the music and getting it ready for an audition is you, you know you you ask yourself should I have a book or should I have sheet music and how should I put that sheet music together and um, how much of it should I sing in my opinion 
sing the whole song, unless it's super long, sing the whole song. When you get to the audition, the panel may ask you to cut it or they may stop you halfway. It doesn't mean that they don't wanna hear you anymore or, um, or, or they've cut it because they, they don't like what they've heard. It's just they might not have time to hear it all. So just, just go with the whole thing prepared because there's nothing worse than going with a cut and then the panel saying, well, could you now sing the whole song or we don't wanna hear a cut, can we hear everything? And you don't have it prepared. And that can be very awkward for you. So you just go with the whole thing. Um, books are very good. Um, pianists don't mind having books. The worst scenario, I think, is huge amounts of pages stuck together in a big, long line where it might not fit on the music stand of the piano or it might easily fall off. Um, I think what we prefer is sort of two pages at a time. Uh, or in booklet form, or best still, put it in a folder. Put it in a folder, one of those sort of presentation files uh, where we can just turn the pages. Books and folders are the easiest, easiest to work from without doubt. There's no chance of throwing a page on the floor or missing it or turning over you know, a couple of pages at a time and, and dropping one and all that sort of thing. You wanna try and minimize any chance of disaster in your audition. So that's about it for now. If you'd like some help, as I said, please get in touch. Hope that's been useful for you and um, I'll come back with some more information on that soon. Now I'm going to talk about diet. I'm going to start by talking about uh, drink, actually. I'm going to talk about drink first, and then I'm going to talk about uh, food. So on the, let's, let's talk about drink first of all. And, and first and foremost, as I've said um, many times, and uh, in previous blogs, is that water is your best friend. Make sure you keep drinking. Drink, drink, drink. One to two litres of water a day is fantastic. And just remember, it takes um, around four hours to the, for the water to really start affecting the vocal cords. So just keep drinking throughout the day. Now, the other, other good things to drink are herbal teas, non-caffeinated drinks, because caffeine can dry out the vocal cords. Um, drink um, squash is okay in moderation again a little bit of acid if you start uh, talking about orange squash and things but a um, little bit of squash is okay but warm warm to moderately hot drinks are okay not burning hot drinks not ice cold drinks but moderately hot drinks are good uh, honey and lemon great although obviously uh, lemon is an acid again so you've got to be a little bit careful with that Milk is okay in moderation. Uh, again, it has the opposite effect, drying out um, the vocal cords. So you've got to just be just be a bit careful. So just keep drinking and keep drinking water. Water is fantastic. Drink while you're uh, in between singing. Obviously, not while you're singing. You may choke. Um, and uh, but just keep keep drinking and keep drinking those drinks to uh, to really keep everything nice and moist in your throat. Now we'll move on now to diet and something I get asked a lot about is you know what should I eat what should I drink and not often I can hear <clears throat> in people's voices when they're singing um, if their diet's not great and you want to avoid foods like uh, oranges, tomatoes, cheese, caffeine, chocolate, you want to avoid acidic things, you want to avoid <clears throat> gloopy things Things are going to clog up your throat. Things are going to make it, you know, we have to cough or swallow or <clears throat> clear your throat a little bit. You're gonna, you want to try and avoid those sort of things. Because obviously, when you're singing, when you're, when you're performing, those things are not going to be your best friend at all. And the sort of, you know, fruit is great for you, of course, but again, in moderation. I mean, if we took took it seriously about what we shouldn't eat, we'd probably, well, we'd be all be very thin because we'd probably eat nothing at all. But the, the key is moderation. It's about, it's about eating things in moderation and on the days and, the, and perhaps the 24 hours before you're going to perform is just minimize on things like 
tomatoes and pizza and and some you know tomato bait and cheese based pastas avoid things like orange juice orange juice is so acidic um you're better off with whole fruits than you are with actual juices and particularly with juices that add um you know have additives in them uh, you want to try and avoid those and always go for for the purest but when something, a carton says pure orange juice, it doesn't mean it's just the juice freshly squeezed from an orange. It means it's pure, but it doesn't mean it's the freshly squeezed. So you always wanna go for freshly squeezed, but with freshly squeezed, of course, comes uh, all of that acid. So you're better with the with the fruit itself than to drink lots of orange juice, um, or any, any kind of, you know, grapefruit juice, it's, it's exactly the same. The thing with chocolate is it's, it's a wonderful thing that releases endorphins and makes us feel fantastic but it just does clog up apart from clogging up the, the stomach and making you a bit fatter um, it will it will not be great for the voice so again just watch watch chocolate cheese is is awful I love cheese so much but I have to I have to not eat too much cheese um, cheese just again clogs everything up there so they're the sort of two elements that you want to avoid you want to avoid the acid and you want to avoid the sort of gloopiness of it all because they'll all have effects on the voice, they'll dry you out, they'll cause you problems, and you won't be able to deliver your very best. So try and have those, uh, those kind of things in moderation. Everything else, you know, you've just got to think about the ingredients of what you're actually eating, because as they say, you are what you eat. And it's, it's very true, that, that is very true. Um, and we've got, to, we've got to just think a little bit more around the times when we're actually giving, giving a performance about what we eat, what we drink, and, and the amount of intake um, that we actually have. Well, that's it for today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, episode five of A Life in Music with me, Russell Scott. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my podcast. And what's really important and would help me so, so much is if you could spread the word, tell your friends, tweet about this, um, this blog and please write some reviews. Go onto iTunes right now and review the blog. Go onto YouTube and just put some comments. It will really help me to try and get this out and try and help more and more people, more and more like-minded people that want to be their very, very best at what they do. We'll be back very soon with a, a next episode. And in the meantime, if you'd like to contact us, don't forget you could follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on and like us on Facebook. And of course, keep subscribing away to, uh, to the channels and contact us via the website at www.russellscottentertainment.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Look forward to seeing you soon. Bye.